Welcome. We're really looking forward to you joining us on this journey. There are 24 private podcasts for your leadership coaching experience, and the first three episodes are all about being emotionally secure. And what we mean by this is really, really knowing yourself and being comfortable with who you are. It's knowing what to do with those voices in your head, how to deal with the expectations of other people, knowing your full range of emotions, managing them, and ensuring your ego is the very best version of itself. All of this we call the inner work, where you work on yourself and you build that self-awareness over time. So what do we mean by developing your sense of self-awareness? Honestly, leadership is mostly a people-based activity. The more leadership responsibilities you accumulate, sadly, the less relevant are your technical skills. So learning to be a great leader is first and foremost learning about yourself, how you interact with others, how others see you, how you show up. In other words, leading is about your impact on other people. Most of us don't actually spend that much time reflecting on what's happening inside, what we're thinking, what we're feeling. But developing some routine habits of turning inwards is critical to developing your leadership presence. Moments that help you stay attuned to who you are and the impact of what you are doing and saying and how you want to grow. So the first task for you as a leader is to be rooted in a really strong sense of yourself. And what we mean by that is what's at the very core or essence of yourself? What are your values and your preferences? How do you make sense of the world around you and what you've experienced? Why you have developed the habits that you have and what are your personal traits? And importantly, how others see you. How much can you tap into some unshakable traits and strengths when you need them the most? In order to do that, you really, really need to know yourself. And just to underscore why this is so important. If you don't really feel rooted in your own sense of self, it'll be so much harder to lead others. It'll be harder to adapt yourself to various situations, harder to connect well with others, harder to have an inspirational impact on people. And what's more, if you don't know yourself, well, others are going to define you for you. They'll project onto you what they want you to be. And you'll be seen as that definition by the rest of the organization, whether that actually fits who you see yourself to be or not. When you are self-aware, you can make choices because you know yourself. You see how others see you. You can choose where you want to turn up the volume, where you want to turn down the volume. You're more conscious of your thought processes and what you truly value, what your insecurities are and what makes you uncomfortable and so on. This foundational self-knowledge is the door the best leaders walk through. Stop and think about some of your favorite role models. We bet you describe them as very grounded and very comfortable within themselves. And this is where we will start your coaching journey. So we have a couple of suggestions for how you can become more and more self-aware, at least just the first two steps that you can take in this journey. And just before we get into that, though, we'd like to tell you the story of a real executive we've been working with, somebody we'll call S, 
Now, over the course of this leadership coaching experience, we'll refer to real leaders whom we've worked with in the past as examples of whatever the topic is that we're discussing. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about the story of S because she is just starting this journey of self-reflection. And then later on, we're going to tell you the story of M, who's much further along the journey of self-reflection. So let's start with the story of S. She's someone who's not quite yet at ease with herself. She's very much aware that she wants to do a lot more self-reflection. So she's really starting to understand herself much better. She's in the early stages of her career. She's a very high achiever. Academically, she's very strong, and she's quite good at describing herself, her strengths, her areas of development. She talks about herself as being a perfectionist. She says she's a problem solver, a fixer, and she likes to move very fast. Well, if you combine those things, being a problem solver and moving too fast, she tends to take on too many things, though, and can overwhelm herself. She also, she says, is the type of person that when there's silence in a meeting, She doesn't like that. She makes her feel uncomfortable and she likes to fill that silence with some activity, something at least, by starting a conversation. So you can see that she started this process of self-reflection, starting to get to know herself, becoming much more self-aware, and she wants to do a lot more. And she says she can see that sometimes she actually holds herself back from this whole experience of self-reflection and she's trying to understand why she's holding herself back. So that's just a quick illustration of somebody who's really in the beginning of the journey of self-reflection and the early steps that she's taken. Now let's go back to those two small actions that we suggest for you to start this process yourself. So for the first one, we would recommend you go and sit in a room by yourself or in fact any place where there are zero distractions, just by yourself. And here's the question. What five words would you use to describe yourself? Remember, you're not trying to impress anyone here. This is just about an honest definition of you by you, the real, truly you. And and we don't mean what is your job title or the role you have. You know, I'm an engineer, I'm a mother. Not that, but just words that describe you. And maybe Pause the audio here and reflect on this for a little while because it might take a bit of time. But now you have these five words. That's the very first step in just starting to think about yourself and how you describe yourself. You might, for example, have used words like, I'm sociable, or I'm analytical, or I'm compassionate, or shy. These are just examples, but they're words that we've heard other leaders use to describe themselves. So you have these five words, and that's a starting place. Now the key is to try and figure out how much of each of these words do you reveal or not reveal about yourself when you're at work. So jot down some notes on why you might be holding back anything about yourself that is your true nature when you're at work. So you have the five words that describe yourself, And then you're trying to think about, well, how much of these do I actually show at work? How much am I holding back about my true nature? So it's a small action, but you've started to bring knowledge of yourself more front and center, making this short list of words that describe you and then reflecting a little bit 
on how much of those that you actually bring to work. The second small action to understand yourself better is about making lists. Lists that compare and contrast things about you. It may actually be helpful to focus on a few distinct topics so that you can create sufficient detail. Well, here are a few suggestions for topics of these lists. So, for example, what you like spending your spare time doing and what you don't like doing in your spare time. Uh, the types of people that you like being around, for example, versus the types of people that you actively try and avoid. What you like reading, what you don't like reading, and so on and so on. The important thing is to jot down everything that comes to mind and then step back and look at your list and see if you can find any patterns to help you understand yourself. And this list-making activity is actually something you can constantly come back to. You can vary the topics, see what emerges. The key is to focus on who you are. And eventually you'll see a picture of yourself emerge that identifies more clearly lots of details about yourself. So again, why do this self-reflection? Well, when you hold back your true nature, you may be showing up as just a cardboard cutout. Or you might be showing up in ways that you think others expect you to be, rather than who you really are. And the more you pretend, the more you lose sight of yourself, and the more you'll really only be playing a role, and you'll short-circuit your self-awareness. So in order to give you a great illustration of somebody who has a high degree of self-awareness, we want to tell you the story of M. He was somebody who was very, very comfortable with himself and really had a great deal of self-knowledge. At the point that we met him, he was already quite advanced in his career and had quite a number of tremendous achievements under his belt. And at that point then, his technical skills were so completely embedded in his job that where the refinements came in or where there was room for growth was more about the presence that he had in the room with staff and with the executive team. He tended to be rather humble about his own achievements and was very willing to give credit to the team instead. So he was able to sit back at times and let other people do the conversation or their job. And then other times he would feel very, very strongly about things and would jump in. And some of the times when he would jump in, he would kind of overcorrect. And people would say, oh, there he goes again. And it would be kind of an outburst. But he knew, he knew that he had crossed a line because ordinarily he was rather comfortable just having very good team conversations and he never hogged the spotlight. But every now and then when something got under his skin, he really could get much more vocal and harsh. When that happened, he would walk away. He'd leave the team, he'd leave the setting, and then he would go talk to somebody who was a colleague that he could trust very much and confide in and do some more ranting and raving and vent about you know what he needed to do instead. And what he would do once it was all out of his system is he'd go back to wherever it was that he had this outburst, group of people, and he would apologize. He would stand in front of them and say, look, I, I'm sorry, I uh, misbehaved there for a moment. Let's do this and that and the other thing. And the incident would be resolved and over. What ended up happening as a result of this was that his team trusted him and respected him so much 
because they, they knew that even when he behaved badly, that he would in fact come back and acknowledge that. When he left for another company, eventually, people begged him to take them along because he showed up so consistently as someone that they could trust. This was somebody who was so immensely secure in his sense of self. So that is episode one of your private leadership coaching experience. Developing self-awareness has been the first episode of this because it is so fundamental for leading. At the core, your capacity as a leader is your ability to be clear about who you are, learning to be truthful with yourself, and you're just starting that journey right now so that you can become the great leader that you want to be. Leadership is the manifestation of your humanity and your connection to those who choose to join you. If you give into the pressure of external forces and external voices, you'll never be a good leader. When you're not being true to your inner core, it's really tough to be real or to excel at what you've set out to do. And when you're not being real, people won't follow you. When you're self-aware, you can step away and look at yourself as you interact with others. You can see the impact you're having, and you can adjust if you need to. The things that we suggest that you do here, the self-reflection and the experimentation with yourself, these are things that we suggest that you do repeatedly. And as a quick reminder from what we said at the beginning, there are two further episodes on the topic of self-awareness that will follow in episodes two and three.